that he could do this. No. Over the course of 16 for an NFL team. I really don't. I don't see it either. You know, and you watched him in the preseason. I think everyone was optimistic about what he could do. We know preseason is obviously clearly different than a regular season. So, Speed, talent, all these things. But you've been banking on this guy now for how many years, and it doesn't look like he's the guy. So how do you address that in the offseason? That's what's perplexing. They loved his athleticism, and I understand that. Made some very nice plays with he, his speed again. He's a very yes. good athlete. Can you turn the offense? Now, obviously Aaron Rodgers is coming back. But when Hundley's in there, he almost needs to run kind of the Kaepernick style of an offense. It's like that Use shrink your wrap legs. you put on meat, you know, to keep it fresh. You know, yeah. everything comes back to the line of scrimmage. Right. It's the quick hitch to the outside. It's the little curl route for five yards. I bet his completion percentage, seven yards and longer, is probably 20% this year. Uh, unless it's a screen that breaks right. loose for a 30-yard touchdown like it did in Pittsburgh. Or a busted play down they the field where there was no everything. coverage. And then they really had to change everything when they lost Rodgers, and that took away the two tight end package. Right. So a chunk of the offense, was, it was a miserable, miserable night. But let's go to the locker rooms. And in case you've forgotten what they were saying after that one, well, we'll bring it back for you. Let's go to the Lambeau locker rooms from Saturday night. Mike McCarthy, obviously downcast. Tonight, uh, we didn't make the plays. Uh, it's disappointing. Uh, Minnesota's a very good team. To keep them to 16 points, man, I expected more. I ain't gonna lie. To you. I, I, I thought we'd play much better. I figured they'd play a little bit better as well. You know, the last home game. I think everyone thought they would. Yeah, I think so too. As for Minnesota's head coach Mike Zimmer, his division champs improved to 12 and three. Thought it was a good win tonight. It's always good to, uh, to win division games on the road. I'm not sure we played our best game tonight. Uh, we left left some things out there offensively, but. Uh, you know, Green Bay for having some guys out. I thought they played well defensively. Good to be able to come in here and get a win. They got the win and sweep the pack here in 2017. Let's hear from the quarterbacks. Brett Hundley could not produce points for the second time in three games at Lambeau. He finished with just one victory, zero touchdown passes in five starts at <laughs> home. It's so frustrating just because of the fact that I know what I can do. I know, you know what my expectations of myself is are higher than anybody who, you know, is watching TV at this moment, any coach, you know, um, I'm putting in the work, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I have to do, but you know, to go out there and not be consistent, which is my number one goal and just give our team an opportunity to win each game. Um, that hurts. That hurts. Maybe he should just lower the expectations, I guess. And you won't be as disappointed after the game. Well, they're going out on the road where his passer rating's over 100. Yeah, and that's what's been crazy. But a lot of that was that Pittsburgh game. Where there was blown coverages all over the field and yeah. guys wide open, tons of yards, touchdowns. Well, yeah, and he also, yeah, he, he flash plays even in the Tampa, even in. So, you know. Why do the, you think at home has been so bad for him? I don't know. And he's been. Can't explain it. Better on the road. Does he feel the ghost of 12? I don't know. Perhaps. I can't imagine that. You wouldn't think so. Just, they just didn't perform very well at home. As for Minnesota's quarterback, yeah, third stringer, Case Keenum. He didn't do a whole lot, but then again, he didn't have to. I, I really I can't talk enough about the defense and, and, uh, and talk those guys up enough. You know, they are really, really, really good, and they're playing really, really, really well. And uh, it's, it's very comforting to be uh, – the quarterback of, of the football team that's, you know, that they're, that they're doing what they're doing. 
Do they have a weakness on that side uh, of the ball? I don't think so. I don't see it. Very good up front, although I will give the Packers offensive line, losing Spriggs immediately, moving McCray over to right tackle, right. and inserting Lucas Packer. They held their own. You mentioned Keenum, the third-string guy. What other franchise can lose the number one, the number two, your third stringer in a case Keenum and be twelve and three at this point. Not many. Not many. I'll give him credit. He has played well. Yeah, I mean he's had flashes where he'll put up three touchdown games, throw for three hundred yards, but he doesn't seem to make boneheaded mistakes. That's the key. And with a defense like that, all right. I think he's up to twenty-one touches and seven picks on the yeah, season. I, yeah, Solid. He's, he's more right than around hundred on the passer rating. More than a Trent Dilfer was as a game manager with the Ravens. I think so. But he's not a guy that's. I don't think wowing him. I don't think he's going to wow you either. But he's efficient. But he got it done, that's for sure. And we talked about it. The Packer defense wasn't terrible. Matter of fact, Kenny Clark was pretty darn good with two more sacks. I've just been playing off the guys that's around me. and uh, I mean, I've been getting a lot of pressures. I've just been, you know, just playing hard and uh, keeping a good attitude about everything and uh, trying to improve on everything that I do. He has improved. He has improved. And I think all four or five of his sacks this season have come in the last month. Uh, he's really coming on. Yeah, he's taking well a all year. really nice step from first year to second year. I agree. Without Matthews and Perry, even a player, as we mentioned, on the practice squad last Friday showed up on Saturday, and that was outside linebacker <laughs> Reggie Gilbert. I was just trying to just go out there, you know, and just do my job. Yeah, you know, that's, that's part of our job description, the outside linebacker, try to get to that quarterback. So I was just trying to help the defense as much as I could. And he helped a little bit. I'm anxious to see a little bit more of him, as a matter of fact. He showed more in one night than I've seen, well, even though Kyler Fackrell got a sack, right. which was a bootleg, but it was a sack recorded nonetheless, than Kyler Fackrell has in a couple of years. And sometimes these guys just need an opportunity, need to feel that energy, and they just go and sell out and try to make a name for themselves. Yeah, I suppose. And Michael Clark was the other one we talked about, targeted at game high nine times, had three catches, a couple of drops. Drops. Everybody had the drops. Kendricks, Nelson, a uh, bad day for drops as well. Uh, and Randall Cobb, I don't know if he had a drop, but he didn't make many big plays. It was just an awful all-around night, leaving Randall humbled. We didn't put the ball in the end zone. I mean, it's as simple as that. We had opportunities. We missed some opportunities. Uh, never felt more defeated, more embarrassed by the performance. Um, yeah, we had opportunities. We didn't connect when we did. That says an awful lot to me. That's the most embarrassed he ever was in a game at Lambeau Field. Well, he should be. It was ugly, folks. And finally, comment from linebacker Blake Martinez who said, you know what, the entire 2017 season has really tested us throughout anything you do in life that is difficult you got to rally behind a good group of people and and fight through it and if you if you're not willing to fight through it you're never going to improve they got one more chance to improve sunday noon fort field the lions what do you think is going to happen there well i don't know we'll get to that <laughs> we'll get to that Thankfully, Feeling we're, good about that one? Yeah, thankfully, we're surrounded by good people. Thanks to you all for coming out here the day after Christmas. So you got everything returned to the mall, and then you decided to come over Can, here, which is kind of nice. I like it, that. Is it possible to return the game from Sunday at uh, the customer service no, counter? No. Can you do that I today? wonder if anybody went into the ticket office and said, I'd like a refund, please. <laughs> Treat that like the ugly sweater you opened up yeah, yesterday. no kidding. No kidding. Great people here in the crowd. We are live in Wausau and in Sheboygan. Thanks for tuning in tonight. We're brought to you by our friends from Robinson's Heat. And cooling, Nicolay National Bank, American Metal Roos, and Diamonds and Gold. And of course, we're live in the Stadium View right here on Mikey Holmgren Way. Yes, the Stadium View 30 cent wings, 40 cent boneless from 7 to 11 every Monday through Thursday. Great happy hour specials, three to close every single Monday night, then Tuesday through Friday. 
Happy hours from 3 to 7. Singo every Wednesday from 6 to 9, and they have a big New Year's Eve party. Free midnight buffet to soak up all the booze. Free champagne to put on top of the free midnight buffet. Hats, party accessories, drink specials, and a lot more. Ring in the new year right here at The View. And I, just told, I just told you the proper way to do New Year's Eve. Yeah, there you go, right here. All right, when we come back, longtime writer, editor of the Packer Report, Bill Huber is going to join us. Talk about a nuggly night and one more to go. Don't go away. Fifth quarter returns right after this timeout. We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All right, welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us here on this day after Xmas, heading to the regular season finale against the Detroit Lions, who got eliminated on Sunday by the Cincinnati Bengals of all teams. <laughs> Which prompted a text message from my youngest brother, yes. who is a huge Lions fan. He posed the question of the day, WTF? Why is Jim Caldwell still have a job? Uh, we'll find out probably a week from today. Why he <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's going to be around. I know. We'll find out. But anyway, Packers and Lions to wrap it up in Detroit. Pleasure to have this guy on board. I uh, work with him every day, all year round, uh, whether it's the draft, whether it's the combines, whether it's the mini camps, regular season, longtime editor and grand poobah of the Packer Report. Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Huber joining us here on the Stadium View tonight. Hello, William. How you doing? Thanks for coming over. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks for sticking around since I'm not Josh Hawkins. Yeah, well, you could have covered Stephon Diggs. No, that was a long run in the back of the end zone. P- plenty of fans that. are still trying to figure two... out, is that Josh Hawkins? Yeah, it could be. But Similarities? PI, but you didn't have any PIs. He had two. One was declined. The other accepted. Even I know you got to look back for the ball. Yes, that's you, true. You can't just cover someone like this, which you can't hear on radio, but I like know, this here. I know. He, he, looked, <laughs> so. he looked back for me on the way out of the locker room and said he wasn't able. But anyway, thanks for pinch hitting. I appreciate it. What do you make of this team? Seven and eight with one to go. It's been a mess since October 15th. I don't think they're awful. I know it's an unpopular opinion because there's so many fans, and you know, there's so many fans out there who don't know anything besides winning. True. And it's all doom and gloom. I don't think they're terrible. Look, they lost to Carolina as bad as they played at Carolina. They were terrible, right? Yes. They almost won the game. Almost had a chance at least force overtime against a team that is now 11-4. and four. So if you are that awful... And I'm not trying to be Mr. Sunshine here, but if you are that awful against a really good team and you still have a chance to win the game, I don't think they're just god awful. They I don't took think a that. twelve and three Sealer team to the gun. Right. Exactly. In I just, Pittsburgh. I obviously you get the quarterback back, you get some impact players in this draft, like some ASAP players. You're right back in the Super Bowl moments, I think so. I get this. A lot of fans will say, When are we gonna have the impact players in the draft? Well, that's a great question, and you can look up now in these last several drafts. Yeah, and, well, and, and I, where we, are the, we, the players? You know, maybe might. Kenny Clark's going to be that guy. But ha, ha, Clinton Dick's impact. He's I, gone in retreat, but again, is that him covering up for other deficiencies by playing, you know, six miles off the line of scrimmage? Yeah, is that I'll, his fault? I don't know. And they've almost had to do that by design. But right. then again, I wonder about all of that stuff that Dom's done. We talked about this a few weeks ago, Bill. About he has so many complicated personnel groupings whether it's uh the nickel the dime the nitro he's got the star position he's got this and that that with so many young players they cannot comprehend that and it has led to big mental errors 12 men on the field two of them on saturday night there was a time there i thought don probably should have just simplified things go with what they can and and live with it yeah maybe but you know they've always been a defense that's always started off 
kind of eh. Yeah. They've always gotten better. Like what all that says all the stuff you said is probably true, but by the end of the year they've always had it figured out. You know, you know, twenty fourteen they were obviously really good going into the Seattle game. Right. Um, but this year they've just gone in retreat where you know, obviously the case Keenum broke the streak last week, but every game from the bye, the seven games since the bye, the opposing quarterback beat his season long pass rating against the Packers. I mean Really? It's terrible. I mean, you mean it's a quarterback driven league. You've got to stop the note. other quarterback. Uh, yeah, they've that's been, true. just got awful at it. And when they were at their best, they take it away. And right. those have dried up. Outside of Demarius Randall. Yeah, you know, and I, he's got what, four picks. I asked Don that last week. I go, Don, what what's gone wrong? I go, you used to be able to stop teams passing, you used to force turnovers, you used to sack the quarterback, and you're not doing any of those things now. And of course he had he had no answer, which makes I just wonder if it's personnel and not Dom. But I just say just blow the whole thing up, probably. Uh, yeah, I is, is Dom Capers gone at the end of the year, do you think? I think so, but <laughs> from the back row we get but one guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's a lot more than that. There's a Twitter. lot more fans that feel he but should be gone. With that said, who's who? Where are our game changers? Who rushes the quarterback? Right. He doesn't have a pass rusher. Um, Kevin King, you were hoping he might be their lockdown corner. He's not. So where are the guys where he can just? You know, X's and O's are great. But if my ex isn't physically capable of beating that, oh, what difference does it make? Yeah, that's true. So I wonder, I'm not giving him a free pass. I just wonder how much of it, you know, what is, what's he going to do? So does that, players, yeah. does that fall then on Thompson for just bringing in the wrong guys for these schemes? I would say so. Well, I mean, look, where are the impact players from these? I mean, you, you got the media guy. Right I've got there. the Mark, draft. Go, I've got go the draft. Him. Yeah, okay. Since he's really dialed it up on defense, we'll go back to 2012. He's drafted two Pro Bowl defensive backs. No, oh, but Casey Hayward's with the Chargers. Oh, Micah Hyde's with the Bills. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's not good. That's not good. Nick Perry, 2012. Jarrell could Worthy. Have had, could have had Harrison Smith one pick earlier. Yeah, that's true. Jarrell Worthy. Ouch. <clears throat> All right, Mike Daniels, I'll give him that. Yep. Yes. All right. But that was the uh, that whole defense was dra- defense, uh, draft, 2012. Jerron McMillan, Terrell Manning. Holy cow. Uh, forget about that. Uh, <laughs> Dayton Jones, 2013. Bust. Nothing. Boom. All right, uh, and then they went offense. Got Micah Hyde, Josh Boyd, fifth rounder. But yeah, you're not going to expect much. Haha, Clinton Dix, uh, and then Devontae Adams in 2014. Richard Rogers. Well, Kyrie Thornton was a third rounder. Yeah, he's another still, bust. He's still in the league though, isn't he? I think so. Isn't he with Detroit? Last I knew he was. Yeah, I saw I, him there last, last yeah, year. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and then uh, Demarius Randall, Quentin Rollins, Jake Ryan, uh, coming out in 2015. Rollins is not going to be back, I don't think. Uh, Randall, maybe. All right, maybe. And Ryan, still on the undersized, but feisty. Now we've got Kenny Clark, Connor Fackrell, Blake Martinez, Dean Lowry. Got a chance out of the 16. Right, that guys. might be a pretty good draft. Not bad there. Uh, Fackrell, who knows? And then, of course, this year, Kevin King, Josh Jones, Montrevious Adams, Vince Beagle were your top four. Yeah, and, yeah, nothing. And we got really nothing. Jones played the most snaps uh, out of all of those guys, uh, but he has made. A lot of rookie mistakes. He has, and he's the guy we're talking about where you play, the, this has always been Dom saying, you play the young guys early, and they fight their way through things, and then you start trending upward, and Josh Jones is not trending upward. Maybe he'll be a great player in time, but it does not happen this year. So the point you were making, impact players. Who are the impact players? Well, Matthews was an impact player his first four years in the league. Pro Bowl all four years. He has not been an impact player. Nope. Still makes disruptive plays now and again, but I don't think he is the guy offensive coordinators game plan for saying matthews 
wow, we better double him, we better chip him, we better account for him every snap. I don't think they have to anymore. No. He's not beating left tackles or right tackles consistently. No, and and Nick Perry is – when when he's healthy, he's a pretty good player. But, if you're an offensive coordinator, are you losing sleep over a single person on that defense? No. No. That's a problem. So, I mean, is it the coaching? Is it the players? You know what? Who here is smart enough to know the answer? I mean, I'm, I'm not. I think I think it's the players, but maybe you get a new coaching staff. Maybe the, all these guys are great. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I'm not smart enough to figure that out. I'm not either, to tell you the truth. But I would lean towards the talent. I just think they've yeah. got to find some type of impact players getting to the quarterback first and foremost. I think out of that collection of DBs, they've got enough to kind of survive. Devon House stays healthy. Kevin King comes back. I think Jones still has – he's too athletic to yes. ignore. Uh, you know, maybe Dimitri Goodson is still young enough. When he comes back next year, we'll see what happens. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think it's up front and on the edge where you've really got to get the impact. So if Capers goes, what other coaches go? I mean, do you see you a handful of guys I mean, kind of cleaned out Perry, here? Or? McC- well, I, I, I suppose if, if – if you're hiring a coordinator, he's probably going to want to say it in things, right? Right. I mean, especially, you know, just to throw out a random name, you know, I've heard Vic Fangio's name. He's a veteran guy. He's been around the block. Is Vic going to want to come in here? Again, I have no idea if he's interested in what's going to happen. But is he going to want to come here and say, you get to pick this, this, and this guy, but you're going to you're stuck with this, this, and this guy? I mean, would he do that? I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I he would. Probably Beats not. I, usually they don't. Coordinators right. want their own guys to who have worked with his system in the past. Then again, there's going to be, I've heard six, seven, Eight NFL head coaches are going to be out of jobs come Monday uh, next week. All of those staffs are going to be freed right. up. There are going to be guys available. Or do you promote Winston Moss? Or do you do promote Joe Witt? Yeah, I and just build with that. Yeah, I just think you just, again, me, I would, I'm just starting over again. I'm getting rid of half the players as much as you can, and you start with the whole of your coaching staff. And Well, that's what he did the right? last time this thing went right. south. And it just as what, second or third year, 2008. You know, fired Bob Sanders and the whole crew there, and then brought in Dom and pretty much this staff. Yeah, you know what? One, I want to do one more personnel thing here. In this draft, when you needed pass rushers, everybody knew that you lose Peppers, you lose Dayton, Fackel hadn't done anything. You need pass rushers. So why did he draft three running backs and two wide receivers, and and not get your pass rusher to the fourth round? It just boggles my mind and how he thought the pass rush is bad. You draft Vince Beagle in the fourth round. And that is all you've done. You why, it makes I don't, no sense. All right, I know. But I knew Ty Montgomery was not going to be right. an every down back. Right. Okay? Right. I knew that. And what was my prediction in August? Who was going to be the leading rusher on this team? Your leading rusher on yeah. this team, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams. I, I, three of them, let's see which one sticks. I think they found two of them. Yeah. I think they have two backs of the future there. Uh, so – but, but two again, wide receivers on a team that was pretty loaded with uh, pretty yeah, good play. I mean, yeah, that's another one. Yeah, that's to a, me, I'm just getting, I'm just gonna fire off on pass rush. I'm just getting, you know, like they, like Wolf did at corner that one year. You 1999, got a whole bunch of them. yeah, yeah, where just they were sick of Randy Moss after a year, and they went out and did, uh, you know, the Antoine Edwards, Antoine Mike Edwards, McKenzie, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and uh, the guy they sent to Seattle for uh, um, Fred Vincent, Amon Grimm, yeah, Fred Vincent. So we'll see if that is how it works out. Wide receivers, you mentioned. What do you see for Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb going forward? And that is a great. I have no idea. I mean, what do you do there? Rodgers loves the guys, right? You know, Rodgers when before the Carolina game, he made it plain as day that he's going to get Jordy Nelson involved because he thinks Jordy Nelson's a good player. 
So I guess you got to take the quarterback's word at Nelson's a good player, but man, I'm well. How, honestly, I'm sorry to say, uh, I'm not seeing it now. Let's say let's play Russ Ball here, who is the uh, of course vice president in charge of the cap for this Packer team. You've got cap hits galore with those three guys mm-hmm. next year, and Adams is due. Uh, he has got it. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent uh, in the spring. I think he's earned. I saw a target figure of around thirteen million dollars a year for Devontae Adams. Des Bryant signed for fourteen million a year. Cobb's ten million, twelve million. Nelson's ten million. That's way too much to be invested in a wide receiver group, if, if you ask me. Absolutely, one yes. of them's going to have to go. It's going to be a really painful decision. I think for, so. You're gonna, you're, there's going to be hurt feelings, but you're, you can't invest thirty-five million dollars of cap space in the one position group. And frankly, these aren't world beaters. I mean, Devontae Adams might be, but I mean, Nelson and Cobb. I mean, are they winning games for you? I mean, they're not. This isn't an all-pro team of receivers. Jordy, three for 11. Those have been his numbers since Aaron went down. God, his long gain since Aaron went down is like 17 yards. I mean, he used to get... With six broken tackles, probably. Yeah, it was. it's, I, yeah. it's unbelievable. Is, it is. That, is that him not getting open anymore? He's lost a step, no. the injury's taken a toll, or is it because Hundley can't push the ball outside the numbers down the field? I mean, it's all that, right, Mark? I think it's all of that. I think they scaled back the passing game. They took some shots, certainly, against Minnesota. But did he hit on a shot? No, no. not no. even close. No, it's just that otherworldly ESP connection with Rodgers and Nelson that you can't coach, and you put them together, they'd probably be really good again. But, I mean, again, is, he, is had nice, say, he had one great back shoulder chance to Clark in the end zone on that one fourth down play, but it just didn't connect. It wasn't, wasn't way off, but it was there. But, again, won a game when we're seeing it three, four times a quarter with Rodgers and the other guys, and that gets us back to the whole thing. Does one great player make that much of a difference? And I think we have come to the conclusion this year that, yes, it does. <laughs> There's know, no question about it. Yeah, there was, I know those receivers always bristled at the fact that Aaron, 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 Aaron. But at the end of the day, you know what? It's, it's Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. It Aaron, is. Right? Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, Devontae Adams proved he's a terrific player, but 12's pretty good. 12's pretty good. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more dissection on this Packer team. Hey, sign up for some stuff. we got the box over on the bar in the back. we got some great door prizes we're going to give away at the end of the show, including a gift card to the Packer Pro Shop from our friends at Robinson's. Don't go away. More of the fifth quarter with Bill Huber returns right after this. We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All right, welcome back, everybody. Yeah. Notice we're not spending a lot of time on that game on Saturday night. <laughs> Packers shut out for the second time at home this season. Last time that happened was McCarthy's first year in 06 uh, when they got beat by the Bears on opening day in 20 nothing and Patriots 35 to nothing. And I was looking back, uh, the last time the Packers were shut out three times in a season. Oh, God. 1988, Lindy Infante. Three shutouts in five games. It really went south towards the tail end of that season. But they were all on the road. Uh, let's see, two shutouts in a season uh, way before that, 1970. I was at that one. Lions opening day, 40 to nothing. <laughs> Greg Landry, a quarterback sneak for about 78 yards in that game. Unbelievable. And then they lost to the Lions in the finale, 20 to nothing. So last time they got shut out three times in a year was 88. Shoo. How long have you been on the beat? Um, well, full time since 08. So right. I, I dealt with their first year of Rodgers and the whole far nonsense oh you came right at the yeah, uh, got big thrown re- to the wolves wasn't that one of the greatest weeks of all time that, that was, was just so surreal he rides in in the plane waves to the crowd comes to the stadium i still want to find out someday i'm going to find out what was said in that meeting 
you know, at Lambeau with McCarthy, Thompson, and Favre when he tried to come back. Have you found you read the book trade. on that one? Uh, well, I'm working on it. Still working on it. But I don't think I've gotten quite there. But anyway, so it's been a while. And, <laughs> and you're right. There's a generation of fans that have known nothing but playoffs, winning records, you know, late you, first have, round draft. Have choice. you ever seen the fans this mad? Mm, no. Clamoring for change, clamoring yeah. for gutting the whole thing. McCarthy's time is up. Thompson's time is up. I might lean more towards Thompson's time is up than Will McCarthy's, but they both are under contract through next year. Right. Thompson to the draft of 19. Right. Here's my scenario. How about make Ted a consultant and then promote, I don't know, Elliot Wolf, perhaps, uh, or go out and find somebody to come in and take over the reins. I just think a new set of eyes, maybe. I mean, we just talked about some of these drafting decisions. Yeah, they're terrible. You're right. And All right, he dove well, in headlong free agency this year. Thompson pulls the plug in the draft, but you mentioned the eyes. Elliot Wolf's got eyes. I understand. Scouts yeah, these it's guys. not a unilateral decision on draft day. It's a collective effort. Sure, but at the end of the day, someone's got to say, because right. the scout's voting for this guy, the scout's climbing for this guy. I'm sure Mike's got to, I mean, at the end of the day, someone's got to pick, you know, yeah. choose the name out of the hat. So, you know, the, the, the free agent thing is weird from last year. Where they never ever, I mean, I'll exaggerate, but they never ever ever sign for agents and they go and get six this year. That made me wonder if there's somebody's prodding, if there's someone's prodding, or if there's a bit of a front office change as there, as there was. It just it was weird that they never signed for agents and they got six. How did, how did they go from zero to six? Is there someone with a little bit more of a voice than years past? Maybe, by Murphy? I don't know. How I many, did they, how many did they lose? Seven. Well, sure, but he usually lose seven and come back with zero. So. Yeah, I know. That's true. But he had to get a guard. And Evans, I think, he's certainly, yeah, yeah, he's been fine. Uh, House, if he could have stayed healthy. I think House is a good player. they they got to sign. Again, I said this on Twitter, and people th- kept going after me. But he's a, he's a good player. He's a leader. I mean, he held Mike Evans at two catches. He held Thielen the one out here on Saturday night. He's a good player. I'm not saying he's your number one guy. I'm not saying he's four years and $40 million, but. Man, he's a veteran player and a leader. I, I, I would get and him everybody back. got all wild when they let Jared Cook go on a, a really what I thought was a bungled negotiation on both sides. Uh, but then they come back with Martellus Bennett, Kendricks, and you got Richard Rodgers, and now we're down to the cold-handed Kendricks on Saturday night. That's it. Uh, a, had to be an extreme disappointment that that position, which is coveted by Mike McCarthy, because he says you, the game in the NFL now is down the middle of the field. you got to win those in that area. And it can't do it. He was one of the best tight ends in football, Bennett was. I mean, you come out of that, as, as much as Cook made some impact plays, I mean, who, who, who among the fans thought, oh, Bennett instead of Cook? I mean, this is a guy, they haven't had a tight end who block since Bubba Franks, right? So you, know, you got a terrific blocker. <laughs> he and wasn't the, in, a road the, grader by any stretch. In, but. In, in all the training camp, it's, you know, throw it throw to Bennett, throw it to Bennett, throw it to Bennett. And we were watching. Whole, we're, our eyes were wide open going, wow, this could be really interesting. Yeah. And it goes poof. That's because it's your guy. His head and his heart <laughs> was never in it. Yeah, no, Bennett. Nor was his shoulder for that matter. Absolutely not. Paycheck. Why not? Listen, you listen, Packers bought into it. The guy said after a Super Bowl win. This is when free agents get paid. I'm going to get paid. It wasn't I want to go win another Super Bowl. He, he was all about the money and another paycheck. And did he check out when Aaron went, went down? 
It sure seems to me. I mean, there's a guy who came, he absolutely. I mean, he, I mean, he came and won a Super Bowl. I mean, he can get paid anywhere. So let's a. I'm close to home. B. I can win a Super Bowl. C. I get paid. But then the quarterback goes down. Well, shoot, there goes my Super Bowl. Right. Oh, it's like Ronnie Dangerfoot from Caddyshack. Yeah. Oh, oh. My arm. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know, it's the same thing. Oh gosh. All right. So we got some uh, we got some issues with this team as the Packers get ready to take on the Detroit Lions on Sunday at Ford Field. We'll take a look at that game a little bit closer, and we'll talk about some other odds and ends around the NFL with a week to go. Don't go away. The fifth quarter with Bill Huber returns right after this. We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All right, welcome back, everybody. Bill Huber, our guest tonight from the Packer Report. A couple of roster moves by the Packers today. Jason Spriggs to injured reserve. All of one snap on uh, Saturday night. Nasty uh, injury there. Uh, he'll have surgery. They uh, brought tight end Emmanuel Bird off the practice squad into the active roster. Uh, don't know the status of Richard Rodgers in the shoulder yet. He, along with Jordy, was still being examined. Uh, but uh, they got to have more than one tight end. And wide receiver Jake Kumaro has been signed by the Packers to their practice squad, a UW-Whitewater Warhawks. Oh, awesome. Warhawks. That's right. It's your alma mater. Alma mater. Well I, done. I, I, I sat in the bench for several years there. All right. <laughs> Watching Kumaro play, yeah. Uh, he no, was he, a yeah. He's you know he's got relatives from the you know Kumaro from the Dolphins, right? Um, he's related to the Bosas. Is he? Yeah, some good DNA. Well, there you go. I like that. Uh, he was with the Bengals on their practice squad a couple of years, active for one game, uh, went on IR this August, cut in September, was with the Patriots practice squad for about a month, actually a couple of weeks, uh, and now with the Packers on the practice squad. So there you go, Jake Kumaro on board. Schedule for next year. Packers are locked into third place no matter what they do on third in the division. Ouch. That's just unbelievable, isn't it? Wow. Third. But, hey, take heart, fans. <laughs> the Chicago Bears have resided in the basement of the black and blue since 2013. Every single week. Consistency, Mark. They've been in last place. Every week. Every week? Yes. It's hard That's to fantastic. believe. Uh, so, Packers locked into third place aside from their division games. Coming to Lambeau next year, Arizona. That's a win. Atlanta. Yeah, that might be a win. Uh, Buffalo, Micah Hyde returning. Should be interesting. Miami, with Jay Cutler being Jay, that's a win. <laughs> and the 49ers, although I'm not so sure now with Jimmy Garoppolo going absolutely crazy for the 49ers. And on the road, they're going Brutal to schedule on the road to Washington, least favorite stadium in the league. That is a dump, FedEx. Unbelievable. Uh, the Rams, off to Los Angeles they go to take on the most surprising team, I think, in the league this year. The Patriots in Foxborough, the Jets in the Meadowlands, and Seattle. That's a tough road trip. Fifth consecutive year for Seattle. Against them, not after, obviously. I think they're on the way. I think they're on the decline, a slight decline. Yeah. Although they played well enough in Dallas, but Dallas is a mess, especially at home, I can't figure out. It's, you know, it's the whole salary cap thing. You know, they, they spent so much money to keep their defense together where they couldn't afford an offensive line. So yeah. now they have no O-line. Now the defense is getting banged up. It's it's what – and that's what makes what the Packers have done so remarkable is they've they've stayed on top. Yeah. They've it, avoided the salary cap to some extent. And Seattle, you, like you said, Seattle's on the way up because, they, you know, the cap's caught up to them. I think the most extreme lessons were the 49ers at the end of their dynasty and then the Cowboys at the end of their dynasty in the 90s when they loaded up the cap for the Aikmans, the Irvins, the Smiths, the Novacheks. And a couple of other guys, they had 70% of their cap on five players. And when they got old, they had nothing. And they had to rebuild it complete. Packers have not had to go through that. Yep. Even with mega dollar stars like Favre, Rodgers, at all. 
uh, that they've stayed consistent. You're right. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's been some tough decisions where you, you, you mentioned Hyde and Hayward earlier, and they, they lose big name. You know, TJ obviously they, they lose big name guys every year, but they've managed to piece it together thanks to the quarterback and large extent. But but then again, I think there's something to the coaching staff as well. You know, James Campen has done a marvelous job this year. What is it? He started nine different offensive lines, ten maybe in the fifteen games. Here we got Justin McCray, who's a guy who's you know for, in the NFL for three years, but never actually made a team. And now he makes and he the started team. Three positions. And he started, and, and he's he's a he's a dang good football player. Yeah, the, the coach gets some credit there for sure. I agree. So, Bill, who's been your favorite player that you've covered over the years, and why? Woodson. Yeah. Um, Markle Tess. I mean, he was. Yeah. This, I mean, if not the quarterback, he was the smartest guy in the locker room. There is never a cliche. Well, maybe not never, but there's almost never a cliche. He would listen to your question, and he would answer it and be answered with honesty. And thoughtfulness. Thoughtfulness. He was, you know, he's, he is a, one of the consummate professionals in this sport of professional football. That, that's what struck me. The way he went about his business, from practice to dealing with us, uh, very few like that. Tremont Williams was in that class. Tremont always had time One of our favorite for, guys. Had no time question for you. about that. You know, and then there's the opposites. The least guy, favorite, yeah. Who's the least favorite uh, and why? We still got to see these guys tomorrow. So. Uh, it's a good point. Be um, careful. All right, I, don't, I don't know if he was least favorite, but Jarrell Worthy, when he said that he had just had a bone bruise or whatever it was and ended up having a torn ACL, I mean, come on. We're all going to sure. find out. Yeah. What, are you lying, what are you lying about your injury for? And then it turns, of course, the guy ends up being a horrible football player on top of that. And if you could buy him for what he was worth and some for what he thought he was worth. You know, in today's, yeah. in today's sports world, especially in the NFL, you mentioned the cliched answers. You always get that from the coaches. You get it from the players. How tough does that make your job to come up with probing questions when you know the answer you're already going to be getting? Yeah, it's it's tough. And sometimes I preface the question say, "Hey, I you know I know this is a dumb question, but you know, can you just you know you just hope for the best." But you know that we've gotten to have fewer and fewer really good quotes in the locker room. That's true uh, because they are so well coached now by the public relations staff on the topics that are going to be asked of them, uh, especially after a bad game or something else that's been going on uh, or those types of things. Plus, they've been brought up in the media-savvy world, uh, completely different from when I started, when these guys, many of them, you know, very first interviews they ever gave, you know, through college were in professional football. You know, these guys just were raised and they came up through the ranks so differently. But a lot of these guys will show their personality social media-wise. Ah, You'll get a lot of it on Twitter, but you don't have it in person with a reporter. Yeah, you know, a lot of times when the TV cameras go away and it's just the writers in, in you, Mark, I think the answers tend to get better when the cameras are away. So a lot of times you, you kind Bill, of you, you kind you of know what that, you, All right, I agree with you, but here's the other point. The questions are better. Let's face it. <laughs> oh, with no cameras? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, of course. Not all, but yeah, a good majority of these TV guys don't know what they're even. They're asking them about, are you going to wear sleeves on Sunday? You ever play in cold before? Uh, you know, what do you want for Christmas? Uh, you know, who's your favorite actor? What's your favorite movie? What do you think about, you know, the wildfires in California? It, right? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, there are stars. Rather than what happened on that read where you threw here and this was over well, there, and we're trying to figure out 
why this team is winning or losing football games. But how many? And the times, rest of the media is asking them what their favorite movie is. Well, let me say, let me ask this: How many times, when you ask about certain reads or coverages, do you get straight up honest answers? When the cameras aren't there. When the cameras aren't there. Yeah. Right. It's better, you know. And look, if there's a camera on me, I probably wouldn't be worth a. You know what? Either on an smile, interview. you're on candid camera. <laughs> so, but you know, they, they just seem it's probably humane. They, you know, it's just some guys with a recorder, and you, and you start shooting the you know what, and the answers tend to get better. And Do sometimes you, you get answers where they feel good about you. You know what? You're you're not going to go hang them out the dry, but they make you smarter as the reporter. That okay, I kind of know what happens here. I'm not going to burn you by saying this is what happened, and, and you know kicking someone in the butt on it you know you and it happens still sometimes where the guys will see a quote that is attributed to them that they feel was taken either out of context misquoted and then there starts to be some friction uh but you can diffuse that by talking to these guys without the recorder on without the pen in your yeah. hand and i think that's as valuable as a one-on-one interview yeah just talking as people you know they, they are people and i think you know a lot of fans i think kind of forget that you know, because of the money and it's, you know, your entertainers. and But, you know, they are people. They all have lives. They all have, you know, a lot of them have families. And you just kind of get to a little bit. Yeah, I think that's valuable. Have you run into players where maybe you've written something negative where there was a little bit of a confrontation, a little bit of blowback towards you? No, I don't think so. Um, no, I don't think so. I think, I think the guys know me pretty well that I – try to be fair about it sure you know? the last good one i had was with antonio freeman yeah what's that uh well he was involved in that accident over at east supper club with charles jordan and the woman yes. in the car okay <laughs> and they swapped positions and he tried to avoid trouble and about two weeks later he was involved in another traffic incident that i got wind of and it was a collective session at his locker and i asked him about it uh and because i knew about it no one else did and he gave a really snappy response uh and was unhappy that i had known about it and the next day he came from his locker, which is over by that flat screen, running at me, full volume, screaming my name, uh, and said, his point was, ask me that one-on-one. Don't ask me that in a group session. Okay? He was really upset. But that, and I said, well, that's fair. I said, I'll give you that. But that's about as angry as a player's gotten at me in a while. But that was a good one. <laughs> well, what was your reaction when he came charging at yeah. you? I thought I'm a dead man. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I hey, here I'm comes a, a professional athlete. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> Buttons and I have made amends. We're nice. Yeah, we're all good now. So anyway, all right, we got to take a break. When we come back, what are we going to expect in Sunday's finale? I mean, great football, Mark. I think it could be <laughs> awesome. All right, if you can name fifteen of the twenty-two starters, we'll give you a prize. Uh, we'll come back, wrap it up right after this timeout. We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All right, welcome back, everybody. Just a couple of minutes left to go. Bill Huber of Packer Report, our guest tonight. All right. Who's your favorite in the NFC? Oh. Eagles, they got Nick Foles, but they have home field. The Vikings would have to go on the road if they win the first one with a bye. Saints, maybe? I like the Saints. You know, I understand why Riders came back not healed, because if you look at that, because, you know, Wentz goes down. Who knows about the Eagles? The Vikings, I mean... They didn't look exactly like world beaters here. I, I mean, think they're very stoppable. The Rams are so young. I mean, they don't have anybody who's ever played in a playoff game. Yeah, the lights are going to get pretty bright for them. You know, the I, Saints, I, I'm not a big Breeze fan. He doesn't throw the ball five yards anymore. But you know, over 70,000 for his career but, I mean, on the weekend. But I just, 
I guess maybe the Saints. Uh, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. They won't be afraid to play inside, that's for sure. It's going to be kind of fun, unfortunately, without the pack. All right, we got the Lions coming up. Jim Caldwell, maybe his last game. They uh, collapsed again, lost three out of their last five. He's sitting at eight and seven with one week to go. Uh, Matthew Stafford, the richest man in the NFL, I don't think has quite lived up to a snuff this year. He's been beat up a little bit, too. Is, is, it, is he the problem, you think? I mean, I know he's a great quarterback, but as far as, I don't know, they, they just never seem to get, they never get anywhere. They, They're spinning wheels on ice, you know. No just, running game. No think, running game, Their yeah. defense is still fallible, even though Slay and Quinn are, are really nice back there. I, I, I just, there's something to miss over there. There is something to Detroit. miss, yeah, I don't know It's what it Detroit, is. I think. We'll see what happens. Ford Field, noon kickoff, New Year's Eve. You're making the ride over there. you got family over there. You're going to make a week of it, huh? I love, you know, when the Packers play, I'm the only person to beat who loves Packers-Lions on Thanksgiving. I, I do, too. I like it. And then my, my wife's uh, sister and family live by Detroit, so I'm, I'm actually leaving Wednesday night. Oh, wow. And uh, I actually will spend Friday with the Lions at their facility. Okay. Allen Park, I think it is? Yes, it's uh, it's a nice place in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, well, that's where the Lions are these days, too. <laughs> Bill, it was a pleasure having you on board. I really Mark. appreciate you coming in and pinching. Guests of the fifth quarter receive a gift certificate from our friends at Diamonds and Gold, one of the fine jewelers in the area. You'll find them on Central Drive in <laughs> Alloway. All right, Bill, appreciate it. Big round of applause for Bill Huber. Thanks, Bill. Read him on the Packer Report, and uh, website is? PackerReport.com. Really creative. Timely is that. That's All right. right. <laughs> when the pack's away, you get to play. We send somebody to the Packers Pro Shop from our friends at Robinson's Heating and Cooling. And who's going shopping after all the shopping? Clara Neville. Clara Neville. Congratulations. Don't go away. we got some more great door prizes to give away when we are off the air. Our season finale, unfortunately, one week from tonight. We'll be on January Two right here, a week from tonight. So, what player are we going to have to do the season finale? I think Aaron Rodgers is coming over. I think I really so, do. right? Yeah. If not Rodgers, Matthews, maybe Clay. Think he's doing anything? Why not at that yeah. point? We huh? shoot a commercial here while they're at it. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we bring them both? Double team them. <laughs> bring them both. All right. Plenty of room here at the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really. But yeah, come out for the season finale. It's going to be a yeah, lot, we'll fun. Have a lot of fun. Hopefully, you you'll feel a lot better about the year if you. Get a win against Detroit. Finish 500. At least you know you don't go licking your wounds hey, totally into the off season. Eight and eight was just great with Bart and Forrest and everyone else back in the 80s. Fans remember that? Well, it could be again. Let's hope so. Let's see if they get a win against the Lions on Sunday again. For Bill Huber, Matt C. I'm Mark right, Daniels. Thanks for coming out, everybody. We'll see you next week for the season finale of the fifth quarter right here in the Stadium View. So long, everybody.